Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Humphrey, and we're brought to you today by 4constructionpros.com, and we're sponsored by Caterpillar. We're joined in the studios today once again with Jason Hurtis. He is our product expert on the quarry and aggregates equipment. Also with Lonnie Fritz will be joining us from Heavy and Highway Construction Equipment, and also Scott Hageman, who's going to be our expert on great technology equipment. Guys, it's always good to have you here. Additional bonus today is we've invited uh, a contractor representative by the name of Chris Seeger. Chris is the fleet manager and also oversees DOT compliance issues with over 200 vehicles that he's responsible for, for a company called PaveCon. They're based in Dallas, Texas, and located in about nine states. Chris, it's always good to have you back. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Brad. Great to be here. This is actually a part two. We had a part one, and we call it the sort of the top industry FAQs, frequently asked questions that customers often ask Caterpillar. It's kind of funny because we, guys, we've never really done a podcast that just focused on the company and the questions that get asked of this company. So we thought it was time to do that. And so what I'd like to do is start off today with talking about something that's very important to contractors. And Jason, I think I'll pick on you first. You know, every contractor is always interested in making sure whether they're leasing or purchasing, but more importantly, how do you match? What's the right match for any job they're working on? You know, do I buy a particular piece of equipment because of its size, its loadability? Do I buy one that's a little less expensive because I really don't have the budget for that when really I might need something else? But give us a little clarity, Jason, on what we might suggest when we get asked this question, you know, what do I look at buying to match what my job needs are? There's a couple ways to tackle that. One you clearly got to define your application and what you're going to be doing with whatever the machine is. The next question is how long are you going to be doing that with that piece of equipment? Really those two pieces will help you define what is the best model selection? What is the best configuration of that particular machine for my job or the next job or for this particular project or whatever the business operation may be? And that's exactly why we've come up with different levels of models within the Caterpillar lineup. We have the GC, we have the standard, we have the performance or the XC type machines because they're basically different trim levels that help customers fit the machine to their application better. I'm a real slow learner, Jason. (laughs) Give me some practical application for that. Let's look at one of Chris's pipe jobs. He's laying pipe in the ground. What's the most important machine on that particular job? Probably the excavator. So he's going to need the technology or he's going to want the technology on that machine because that's going to control his grade. That's going to control the bedding material. That's going to control everything about that particular job site to make sure that that pipe goes in the ground accurately. The supporting piece of equipment on that particular job site is probably going to be a wheel loader of some size. The wheel loader is going to be moving the pipe to the excavator. It's going to be bringing the excavator bedding material, backfill material. The wheel loader may even do some stockpiling or some rough grade before finish grade. So for that particular, for the wheel loader in that, it doesn't have to have all the latest technology. It doesn't have to have the bells and whistles. It doesn't have to be the premium trim level. It could be a GC because it's replacing people with shovels in a wheelbarrow. It's still effective. It's still fast. It still has low maintenance costs, still has good fuel consumption, but it's a support piece of equipment rather than the main line. If the excavator goes down, my job goes down type of piece of equipment. 
Yeah. Chris, you're sitting there as a contractor and your perspective, and I know you're not doing the work, but you're supporting those that are out in the field doing the work. Is there any question you have of Jason as it relates to helping to make better choices on the type of equipment to get? Yeah, you know, Brad, I really rely on our local cat representative. If it's a new job, maybe with the estimator, the superintendent, with our local cat representative and trying to figure out what are the right tools for the job. Same thing if we're running out on life cycle on a piece of equipment, we're in the middle of a job, we have a year left or two years, getting with Caterpillar and maybe even the operator at that point and figure out what we can utilize to help increase production. So yeah, I think utilizing your local representative is, is huge to help make these decisions. You know, related to this area, there's always a few other questions. And Lonnie, I might direct this at you. What kind of application or utilization criteria can help determine the best machine selection, especially from the equipment you deal with? Great point, Brad. Using Jason's example there, Chris's underground utilities with the GC lineup, it really comes down to the GC lineup you can look at as uh, that lower cost per hour versus more of the production dependent machine like the excavation. You're looking for that lowest cost per unit the lowest cost uh, possible to get that pipe in the ground. So utilization is definitely one of those key drivers as we look at how many hours a year do we plan on putting on this machine? What task is it really going to be doing? When you look at excavators, for example, and we step aside from that one primary application of underground utilities, we know it's a Swiss Army knife analogy for a reason because it can do so many things. Right. So we look at do we need the ultimate and breakout force and power and weight of the machine, the suites of technologies of the e-swing features, the payload, the 3D grade control, the advanced, all those other things that you can opt in from the factory being the latter two, the 2D advanced and the 3D. The GC machines, they do not come with any of that technology. They have a rear view camera and telematics and that's it. And that's intentional. And one thing I want to share here is we listen to the customers, the voice of customer and our voice of dealer. And we are trying to produce, design, develop, engineer, and bring commercially to the market machines that are aligned to the customer economics. Mm. No more the one size fits all. It's got a cat logo on it. It's a 320 size machine. There you go. Today it's a 320 GC or does the 320 fit your needs better or even step up to the 323. Those three run hand in hand and they're all very different machines based on the customer needs. Yeah, that's awesome. Some of it's the global footprint of Caterpillar. Okay. You know, some of the needs of a wheel loader and excavator in China are significantly different than Australia, Japan, Germany, and the United States. Very similar applications, but as Lonnie mentioned, the customer economics in those particular regions or those particular countries, the application nuances. Yeah. Yeah, wheel loader's a wheel loader, but yet there's still nuances to the application. Our kind of driving where the one size fits everybody in the world really doesn't apply. And that's, as Lonnie mentioned again, that's kind of where we've tried to adopt a product line to fit the different economics of the customers and the different applications with a clear growth curve from your base model to your standard to your performance models. Gotcha. And Brad, I want to share here too, you know, we've really highlighted wheel loaders, 950 GC, for example, more to come that you're seeing the hydraulic excavators, 320 GC, you know, 345 GC, for example, somebody in North America may say, what? Again, back to customer economics, global footprint, Mm. not every GC is offered across the globe at every dealer. And that's intentional because of market research. But also where I want to go with that is articulated trucks, motor graders, Mm. um, the wheel loaders, the excavators we talked about, soil compactors, dozers. Yeah. 
there are GC models coming to market that we have brought here just recently commercially available not exactly right here in North America, in the United States, but in other territories where that fits their application, their economics, their needs of that customer. So again, very intentional because at the end of the day, we're responsible for bringing those products that best serve the industry. That's awesome. Hey guys, let me ask you a question. I bet Chris has probably had before. Why does technology, and this is actually one of the FAQ questions, why does technology have to cost so much? Are you talking about the initial cost or... Lifetime costs, because it is truly an investment. I mean, a lot of the technologies, yeah, you'll see a priceless option where whatever it is costs 2000 to $5,000 to put on your machine. But if you get that 2000 5000 10000 whatever it is, back in one job or back in one day in a yard for a, a, a quarry, yeah. that's a pretty easy math equation. I have an engineering degree, wasn't very good at math. I like science, but I can even figure out that type of payback. Yeah. Let me throw this out because you guys may be able to jump on this. A follow-up question to that was, if you decide to add technology incrementally, will you still see results? Yes, Brad, because every technology is an investment. So regardless of the technology, telematics, grade, payload, compact, you know, list them off, they're all bringing value. We're not bringing them to the market just because it's our engineers got bored. (laughs) The point I want to make here is, technology, grade technology, boom, I get to grade quicker. I save material, I save fuel, I have greater accuracy, my operator's happier, and that's the end of the story. That's just the beginning. Don't forget safety. It helps us to be more competitive. It is more fuel efficient. There's just so much of that other value that may not be front of mind. Everything comes with a cost, but the beauty of it is, is what it gives you back in return besides just production. Again, it's scalable. So buy what works the best for you. And most importantly, try before you buy. Give it a couple months. There you go. Try it out. Let it fit into your organization. Get the feedback back to engaging your employees and really getting a true understanding for what it is doing for your business. Chris, I don't want you to think I forgot you, but I wanted uh, maybe some ammunition to get thrown out there. Do you have any questions for these guys over some of this issue of great technology and you know getting the right machine for the job? It's something that we've been we've been digging into here at PaveCon, uh, especially in our public works division. You know, you were talking about technology and cost, and we haven't run a lot of GPS on our motor graders, and that's something that we have started doing recently. And we're really digging into that and realizing the cost savings with the GPS technology. And then you were saying is that we can cut the cost of the estimate down. We can cut safety. It's a ripple effect. If we can do one thing with GPS really helps us out in a lot of other areas. It's awesome. Well, we've got uh, about a minute left. Lonnie, Jason, Scott, do you have any final thoughts on any of these issues, on especially on the great technology and the right machine for the job that we talked about? I think Chris's comment was was probably the best one we could leave with. You know, get with your local dealer, have them understand your application for the application as well as for your long-term needs. Wow. Good stuff. Guys, thank you so much for your efforts. Chris, thank you again for joining us. This has really been fun. For those of you who are listening, thank you for listening, taking the time. Probably will want to listen to it more than once. A lot of good meat in there again. And if you're interested in other podcasts, please go to forconstructionpros.com. In fact, you might want to go to caterpillar.com or cat.com and, and then for constructionpros.com for other resources as well, uh, including not only podcasts, but articles and that type of thing. So really glad you joined us. If you're listening, come back and listen again. We're looking forward to providing you with additional information on a lot of topics in the future. So don't forget about us. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Don't want to miss a podcast? 
Sign up for alerts on the Contractor's Best Friend webpage on 4constructionpros.com.